It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Ainsley Earhart. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Martha McCallum, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. I'm John Saucier. What a day it's been in Miami, Florida. Former President Donald Trump showed up for his initial appearance in federal court to answer to 37 charges related to alleged mishandling of classified documents recovered at his Mar-a-Lago resort. It was a circus-like atmosphere for most of the day, but there was also some serious business to get to. For the most part, a peaceful day out here, uh, while a lot of people were here to either cheer on an indictment of a former president or they were here to mourn, essentially, with him, uh, is, is now being prosecuted for crimes that they feel are unfair, unnecessary. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. A trip to federal court almost felt like a campaign event today for Donald Trump, pleading not guilty to federal charges. The initial court appearance by the former president got a lot of media attention as the country debates whether these charges are warranted or if this is some sort of political retribution. Well, starting very early this morning, the biggest crowd that was here was the news crews uh, bringing around the whole block where uh, the Wilkie D. Ferguson courthouse is located in downtown Miami. Uh, this is the, the main federal courthouse uh, in, in South Florida. We're speaking today with Fox News reporter and fellow host of the Fox News Rundown podcast, Eben Brown. He's in Miami. But uh, mid-morning really is when people started showing up. A lot of them were supporters of President Trump. They were waving American flags. They were waving MAGA flags, uh, Trump election logo flags, wearing the red MAGA hat and the like. Uh, there were some people who showed up who were not fans of the former president, uh, who had uh, chants I can't repeat here because uh, we'd, we'd get in trouble with the bosses. Uh, but uh, they they stayed out the whole day. And while things got uh, uh, perhaps a little testy here and there with some shouting matches and arguments and some heated language, uh, it, it never got physical. There was never really a need for uh, police, who whose presence was plentiful, by the way. Um, uh, they didn't have to ever really intervene uh, on, on those protesters that, that we could see. Uh, so for the most part, a peaceful day out here, uh, while a lot of people were here to either cheer on an indictment of a former president or they were here to uh, to mourn essentially with him uh, that uh, that this former president who very likely or or with good chance could become president again uh, uh, is is now being prosecuted uh, for crimes that they feel are unfair unnecessary uh, and uh, they they are unsure about where it goes. Do you think it was more of a pro-Trump crowd or an anti-Trump crowd? And did it fluctuate throughout the day? It, it, it kind of waxed and waned. It was mostly pro-Trump, uh, but uh, there, there was also a political element to it uh, here as well. There were pro-Ron DeSantis people who came to say, well, we're sorry what uh, that, that the former president is going through this. He ought to step aside and get off the campaign trail. Uh, the candidate Vivek uh, Ramaswamy was here as well to give a speech. And uh, I, I say this, uh, I know it's going to get a bit of a, a chuckle, but uh, I do mean this. Uh, this should be a lesson to anyone planning to work in politics. If you're going to give a speech outside of the crowd, 
make sure the speaker is turned on and your Ooh. microphone is working because no one could really hear him. And even if they were standing 10 feet away from him, obviously people who might have seen the recorded video with the better mics might have been able to hear his words. But if you were if you were out here in front of the courthouse... You did not know what Vivek Ramaswamy was saying. All right, so you've got a big circus of people. You've got all oh, the yeah. political candidates showing up, and obviously an insane amount of media coverage, including us. We've been talking about it throughout the day. Evan, you've been there all day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the motorcade shows up, and the Secret Service shows up, and Donald Trump gets out. What was that moment like when he finally did arrive to the courthouse? Well, for most people, they didn't even really get to see him. You know, the, the big courthouse entrance is out front, but in the back of every courthouse is something called a sally port. It's essentially a carport with that's enclosed, that's quite secure, and it's it's for the purpose of bringing inmates or arrestees or, or defendants into and out of a courthouse. And so that's where Donald Trump arrived. He was greeted by, and by greeted by, I mean taken into custody by the U.S. Marshals. However, even though he was under custody or in custody of the U.S. Marshals, he did not lose his Secret Service detail. They went with him. And so he was fingerprinted electronically. There are no ink-stained fingers on Donald Trump. His photograph was taken. It was not going to be released. He was not cuffed. He was not made to wear some kind of orange or beige or green uh, jumpsuit uh, or stripes for that matter uh, and he went into the courtroom along with Walt Nauta his personal who is also his co-defendant and in the courtroom Donald Trump pleaded not guilty to 37 different counts in, the, in that indictment uh, Mr. Nauta did not enter a plea as he has not yet secured legal counsel uh, he'll be due back in court before the end of the month to, to enter a plea uh, but uh, but the former president pleaded not guilty. He was then released on his own recognizance with an order not to speak with any witnesses. And that is something that his lawyers immediately objected to because most of the witnesses in the case are Donald Trump's employees. And, and that includes Mr. Nauta, his co-defendant, his personal assistant. So the judge kind of begrudgingly uh, uh, allowed uh, or amended the order to allow for conversations not having to do with the trial. Let's talk uh, about that yeah. judge here, Evan, yeah. because it was not Eileen Cannon presiding today. She's a Trump appointee who we have word is going to preside over this possible trial. Right. Who was there for the arraignment today? So this technically isn't a formal arraignment. It was a first appearance. Uh, and often in federal courts, especially, I think, in, in most of the, the, the or in all three of the uh, districts, uh, federal districts in Florida, the magistrate judges handle first appearances. Magistrates are not appointed judges. These are not the ones that are appointed by a president and Senate confirmed. They are essentially uh, court employees. They're hired. Uh, they're not elected or anything like that. They're hired as, and they are jurists, they are lawyers, they are uh, trained in, in running a courtroom, uh, and they're often used to handle minor tasks, uh, things to sort of relieve the the just, uh, the uh, the um, district court judges of, so that they can concentrate more on their cases. So for things like first appearance, sometimes they hear warrant uh, applications, those types of things. So that's what the magistrates do, and that's who presided over this first appearance uh, hearing today. All right, one more player I want to ask you about, the special counsel who ultimately brought this case to the grand jury and got these federal charges, Jack Smith. Any word yeah. on, I know he was in the courtroom as well, Any word on his activity today, maybe a look spot between him and the defendant, Donald Trump? 
No, you know, uh, the former president uh, kind of ignored him. Uh, and from what we're told, that uh, the, the former president was just rather stoic uh, and uh, not engaging with many people other than a couple of quick whispering conversations with his own attorneys, uh, didn't uh, acknowledge Mr. Smith. Uh, and so uh, I, I suspect that that, uh, that dynamic won't change throughout the course of this prosecution. Donald Trump is facing 37 federal criminal charges, and he's also running for president. An interesting predicament to be in as the 45th president makes an initial court appearance today to answer to these charges. He didn't leave Miami immediately, though, afterwards. Fox News reporter Evan Brown outside the federal courthouse in downtown Miami talking about today's scene and also about how this day turned very political for a few different people. We've got much more coming your way next. Eben, you live in Miami. I should live there for a brief period of time. And anyone who has stayed in Miami for a little while knows you got to go to Cafe Versailles in Little Havana. Surely. And it seemed like the former president did also. I didn't see this coming, but he made a stop after court, didn't he? He did. He stopped off at the, Vers- the Cafe Versailles on uh, Southwest 8th Street in Little Havana. That's the neighborhood in, in Miami where uh, traditionally the Cuban-American expatriates uh, uh, have lived, uh, multi-generational. Uh, uh, Southwest 8th Street, also known as Calle Ocho. Uh, and uh, this restaurant is an institution, really. It's it's a meeting place, a gathering place, a, a focal point for the Cuban-American uh, community. Uh, many of them, they, they love uh, America, they love the United States, they're very patriotic, but they they consider themselves to be Cubans in exile, Cubans in a diaspora. And so the, the Versailles has sort of become like this uh, cathedral, and it's often a place where politicians go to try to court the Cuban-American vote in Miami-Dade County. Uh, and so it, not surprised that a presidential candidate who happens to be a former president, who happened to win uh, Miami-Dade County and, uh, and win it big uh, and win the Cuban-American vote uh, very big. Uh, not not a surprise that he would uh, he would sh- show up there. Uh, he also uh, paid for everyone's bill that was there. He found the owner and said, "I'll I'll pay the bill. I'll I'll take care of all this." And got uh, a lot of cheers. And then uh, the crowd at the Versailles broke into a chorus of "Happy Birthday." Tomorrow, June fourteenth. Flag Day is also President Trump's 77th birthday. Uh, I think he made some off-the-cuff remark of some birthday, huh? <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyhow, it, tomorrow will be his birthday, and, and he, he did certainly get a warm welcome at the Cafe Versailles. Yeah, it seemed like a warm welcome. I saw him hugging a lot of people. There was a oh, yeah. prayer one moment. I mean, I was just watching on the Fox News channel. But uh, that cafe is usually very busy, too. And when he showed up, it seemed like it suddenly got way busier. <laughs> Evan, let's talk about the Big scale of all this. Donald Trump is running for president again. It's, you know, we've never seen this before. First of all, former president being criminally charged in federal court, but also a candidate for president here. Yeah. But it seems like to me, the more and more they go after Donald Trump legally, the stronger he gets. I mean, like, especially today, if you're watching anything on the news, anywhere, the number one story, especially for us here, was this arraignment and was this initial appearance in federal court. No one's talking about what Joe Biden's doing. No one's really talking about what any of the other Republican candidates are doing. 
They're all talking about Donald Trump. Do you think this is galvanizing his supporters around him? I, I absolutely think so. That usually seems to happen um, with Donald Trump is that uh, when uh, someone comes for him, his supporters, uh, figuratively at least, and maybe even sometimes literally, uh, they uh, they circle their wagons. And uh, I suspect today would really be no different. Uh, you know, what is interesting, I think, about this case specifically is that uh, it, it is uh, because of the documents being recovered from his estate at Mar-a-Lago in uh, in Palm Beach, uh, the case is being tried in the Southern District of Florida, uh, where Donald Trump is incredibly popular, uh, and uh, that is a, a real contrast to, first of all, being uh, indicted on state crimes in the city of New York, uh, as he was earlier this year, and the likelihood of being indicted uh, on the uh, on January 6th related charges uh, by a grand jury in the D.C. Federal District uh, Court, uh, where the jury pool is not necessarily uh, uh, favorable to him, uh, because those are the, the people who work in the federal government. That's who lives in D.C., the people he railed against for years as being the swamp, the administrative state, the deep state. Uh, so whether or not that has any effect on his ability to find a, uh, an unbiased jury, uh, you know, that's really going to be in the, in the hands of lawyers. Uh, but, uh, but for that concern here in South Florida, uh, I would say he has a much better chance at, at finding jurors that would, uh, uh, that wouldn't, that, that a defense attorney wouldn't want to toss out. Right, and also a judge who he appointed, Eileen Cannon, who's going to be presiding over this. So I think that yeah. may favor him as well. I guess that remains to be seen. I got just one more political note for you, Eben, and it doesn't have to do with Trump. It has to do with Miami's Republican mayor, Francis Suarez. His name has been floated around a little yeah. bit more as a potential candidate for president. And today, with all the media attention there on Miami, that's coming back into play as well. How do you view him as a candidate? Do you think he'll run? And if so... Does he have a chance of making any noise? Well, you know, there are people who run for president because they really do want to be uh, uh, the president. They do. Uh, they want that type of uh, responsibility and, and whatnot. Then there are people who run for the presidency uh, to raise their own political profile for a future job that may not be the presidency. Uh, for instance, uh, another mayor, uh, this one from Indiana, tried running for president. Didn't really work out for him, but he ended up as transportation secretary uh, when a, uh, a fellow party member became president. We're talking about people. Buttigieg. Right. Uh, so uh, maybe there is some uh, uh, thinking from uh, Mayor Francis Suarez of Miami, the city of Miami, as opposed to Miami-Dade County. Uh, maybe he has. Uh, he's thinking that uh, he wants to advance his political career, and this is one way to do it. Maybe he can end up with a job in uh, in some kind of future, uh, either Trump or someone else's uh, administration. Uh, but uh, but who really knows for sure? He hasn't declared a candidacy yet, but he's he's certainly trying to find his way in front of TV cameras. And, and get himself into the national spotlight uh, like any adept uh, and astute politician would do. All right, Evan, great reporting today. We appreciate you. What time did you get there this morning, by the way? I was before 5 a.m., and it was already 85 degrees, and so it, it only got up to about 91 or 92, I think, at some point. And, uh, and I've, I've got the, uh, the drenched clothing to prove it. So Pretty uh, temperate <laughs> for Miami this time of year, though, so you're, you're used to it. We appreciate your sweat. Obviously, it's a huge story. Fox News border Evan Brown in Miami. Thanks for being with us here on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.